one-on-one interview with Racing Nation's James O'Shea. You're listening to Racing Nation. Great to have your company on the program. And while we talk about horses from the Darling Downs making headlines and capturing attention, yeah, of course, incentivised takes a lot of those. But I'll tell you what, there's another horse based out of here in Toowoomba that has most certainly turned some heads, and I refer to Sir Warwick. Now, Sir Warwick has won three on the bounce and done it in very impressive fashion. Goes to town this weekend looking for a metropolitan win. Sir Warwick is trained by Jake Capewell, and Jake's been kind enough to join us on the show this week. Jake, how are you? Yeah, I'm well, James. How are you? Yes, very well. Now, Sir Warwick, let's start with him. How did this story start? How did this story, this horse, come from, uh, obviously, originally with uh, with Mick Price and Michael Kent to land in your stables here at Westbrook uh, on the Darling Downs? Uh, yeah, so obviously the horse had, he came to me with a couple of embargoes. I was having a bit of trouble with him, um, loading him in the gates. I think they got him past and he'd go back to the races. And he, uh, a lot of the times he would go, they'd eventually get him in, but he'd be part, he'd be back to the trials again as he'd get a get another embargo for taking too long. I think he got to the stage where he started to just refuse. Um, the owners, um, Patrick Ferrugia and Wolf Muller, um, being close to Scott McAlpine, they spoke to yep. him about it, and he sort of, I was lucky enough that he put them on to me, uh, just to to have a go, maybe sort of just a change of environment and a bit of a change of system, and see if we could uh, see if we could help out. And yeah, Scott Scott sort of put us in contact, and um, yeah, once we had a bit of a chat, the horse arrived, yeah, roughly a week later, and away we went. So what was the process once you got the horse? Because I think we often see with with horses, uh, once they get into certain traits or, you know, I've seen it with a lot of good horses over the years, Chautauqua and so forth, but once they get into a, a trait, sometimes it's hard to break. Now, that's your job. That's why people uh, come to you. So what do you do? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's, oh, I, I guess we simplify it a lot. It's a, a lot of basically common sense stuff that we probably, we tend to just rush past and miss. So we go a long way yeah. back. Um, we go right back to a round yard, which is, you know, you start your breaking in and around in the same... We use this same round yard to break in. Um, and it's literally back to steps that we're doing every day with with our breakers. Um, we'll go back and make sure that horse is from, from scratch, has every step along the way. Um, and then we'll work... Basically, we'll have, a, we'll have a goal to head towards the barriers. It might be... A, a three-week program. Some horses come around in a week, um, but basically he's got to have every basic on him before we'll go to the barriers. And um, a lot of the, especially in his case, he didn't have a lot of those basics. Obvious. Well, I shouldn't say he didn't have them. He would have had them there. I think he just needed a, a, a definite refresher um, mm. back over those basics. And um, look, it's it's a it's a pressure and release sort of system. Um, we make it make it a, a good experience when they do, you know, find that they find a release for themselves. The pressure stays on basically until they find it, and then it's a good experience. So, um, common sense, the pressure's on outside the gates. Once they're in the gates, it's a it's a it's a good experience for them. That's that's probably, um, you know, a short way of describing it. Yeah. Mm. Was he hard to work with, this horse? Yes, he was. Uh, he, he did have a lot of bad habits. Um, he was probably a little bit to the stage where he'd 
Uh, you, I mean, they they get to a stage where they've had a, a lot of different things tried on them, and they sort of start to really put a put a wall up, I guess, shut you out a lot. Um, so that, those baby steps and little wins along the way can really help horses like that. Um, you know, from as little as a horse, we'd be trying to lead a horse into a hose bay and, and, and he would literally resent going into the hose bay. So away from the barriers, he had a lot of bad habits, even um, away from the, away from race day, you know. Now, he was to have his first start for you at Clifford Park one Saturday night. Am I correct? Am I remembering correctly? Was he scratched at the barriers? Yes, he got scratched at the barriers at Clifford Park. We trialled him. He had jump outs and trials to get to get the embargoes lifted. I think we did uh, three or four before the Toowoomba start. Um, and then he, yeah, he, well, it was a bit of a funny one. He sort of went in and he just didn't get quite all the way in and he, he sort of backed out and he didn't do anything nasty. He just, that was it. He wasn't going back in the gates. Um, we, yeah, it was a bit frustrating really. Um, we're not sure sort of, what the change was. We didn't change mm. a whole lot after that that start. Uh, we came home and we went back to basics again, but we had to trial him again twice. So he had to go to the Sunshine <laughs> Coast for a trial and then he had to go to Dooman for a trial because there was no, no official trials up here in Toowoomba in that um, space of time. So we're back to the trials again. And then, yeah, obviously next time we went back to the races, we, we sort of, we'd had another few weeks to really tighten the screws on him with his, uh, with the basics, and yeah, he th- thankfully we sort of got the system right this time, and he started to go in. It's all water under the bridge now, but go back to that occasion. You just talked about the process. He was difficult and, and, and trying to, and had a lot of those bad habits. He, he can obviously gallop. There's no doubt about that. You get him to the races, and that happens. For you, what goes through your mind then at that moment in time? Yeah, it's it's extremely frustrating. Um, it's probably a bit deflating too. You put a lot, yeah. like we, they do take up a lot of time. Um, our staff, I've got a good young crew and they, they, you all, you build yourself up so much. It's, it's, it's almost competitive that you're going to get the horse in. And, um, yeah, it's very deflating is probably the best word when they don't. Uh, in that case, I was probably very lucky that, that, um, Patrick Ferrugia was, um, he was, he was, I was almost ready to call it quits. Uh, I was almost out of ideas, and and he sort of was really, um, he was very happy just to keep to keep pushing on. And, and I, you know, there was a few little things there that I I said we can tinker with, and if it works, it works. And he, thankfully, looking back, you know, I'm very grateful that he did want to push on. But um, yeah, he he sort of kept it going, and yeah, away we went. Yeah, what a decision that was. So you go to the race the second time around, no such dramas, jumps out, uh, leads all the way, wins for uh, for Anthony Allen. So we're on the board, then you back up in the benchmark 65, um, you know, nine days later or so, whatever it was, thinking back now, it was a benchmark 65 from memory. Uh, anyway, it was a, a benchmark race. You win again. Yeah. Uh, then you went to the Class 3, the midweek, and that's the one that really captured some attention, winning by near six lengths, broke, like I think, was it a 16-year class record as well. So now that this horse is in his groove and got his mojo back, he, he's obviously thriving and loving racing. Yeah, he... Uh, his first couple of starts, they were they were good. Like they were impressive. He just 
he was still doing a few things wrong. He wasn't really attacking the line. Um, he got his head up in his second start, and um, to, to Anthony's credit, he did a really. It was a really good ride. He did a great job. He just sort of kitted to him a little bit and got him to settle, uh, which which probably won him the race because he only he, only, he didn't win by by much that day. Um, so yeah, he still was doing a, a few little things wrong. Um, Anthony unfortunately got a got a suspension and he took it later to ride him on it. We had a Saturday race picked out and we drew twenty, so he scratched and. Um, it turned out there was a midweek race for him and Anthony had taken his suspension. So um, Jimmy Byrne jumped on and, yeah, that was the last start. Obviously broke the record, but he he was just a lot more genuine. He really attacked the line and, um, yeah, he was very impressive. Yeah, I just got it up in front of me now. So that was the time of 109.18, so breaking the class record that was set by Cupboard back in 2005. Closing sectionals, 33.03. For the last 600, and well, Jimmy Byrne was pretty kind to him in the last furlong. He was the first first uh, words to come out of Jimmy's mouth was that was soft. So um, yeah, that was. I mean, it's pretty exciting when you hear Jimmy Byrne get off and, and say those sort of things about the horse. Um, but yeah, for me, yeah, like obviously away from the it was an extremely good time, but just really good to see him, you know, no issues, good in the run and just really genuine attack the line. Yeah, just, just a, no issues with the gates. Um, and then obviously he's got the ability there when, when he, when the penny drops, you know, and, and he's, he's on his good days. He's, he's, yeah, he's very sharp. So as a trainer, was that your first midweek Metropolitan winner? Uh, so no, those three, though, all those three of his races were midweeks. For midweek, so he's done that. Yep. So uh, now you go to a Saturday. Now you were entered in two or accepted in two races, benchmark 78 over the 13.50, and then also in, I think was it the class six over the 1,200? You, you drew awkwardly in the class six, so you've elected to, to go towards, didn't draw that much better, obviously, in the benchmark 78, but just talk us through your, your, your thoughts there on why you went the direction you went in terms of this race as opposed to the other. Yeah, so I just um, his his best his best sectional. He ran a really good last two hundred the other day. He really attacked the line. I thought he he had plenty of running going through the line. Um, so I, I still think he could be his best distance could be thirteen fifty, maybe even seven furlongs. Um, he just if we can get even a, a nice softer tempo, he's going you're going to see a, a hell of a sprint, um, which he showed the other day uh, over the six furlongs. Um, also, the, the the awkward the, the barrier eleven in the twelve hundred can be a bit. Uh, it's not very kind from the mm. twelve hundred meter start. Uh, the thirteen fifty is a lot more forgiving if you draw out a little bit. Uh, so that that was that was probably the the major part of the decision. And again, the plan: what he'll jump, run, he'll be in front, and see if they can run him down. Yeah, he'll be. They'll. I think there's a bit of speed. Uh, right out um, there's not a lot of speed inside him so we should be able to should be able to get a pretty nice little um, cosy little ride there right on speed again whether he leads or not um, obviously being at the 1350 uh, I don't obviously not going to get caught in any speed battles but uh, if they want to go quick they will sort of be quite happy just to let them go and sit just off them mm. uh, and then yeah hopefully we can produce him and see the turn of foot that he showed last start. 
So you most certainly don't think he's one-dimensional. He doesn't have to lead. Uh, no, I don't think so, no. Um, he he has been out in the 1,400 before. Um, he, I think the more the more confidence he gets, the more we'll see him be able to take a little bit of a sit-in behind. Yeah. And I think that's, that's when we will see... Um, we will see his best racing is when he can be ridden on speed and well obviously he's been ridden on speed before but he, yeah if he can if he can sit in behind and get a cozy little run and um, then he he can really put some sectionals together in the last 600. So for yourself as a trainer to to go to the races Metropolitan on a Saturday it's Cox Plate Day it's, uh, you know there's plenty happening in in racing to go to the races with a horse like this that's going to more than likely start favourite. Um, must be exciting for you as a as a young trainer. Uh, yeah, it is. It's it's real. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a big buzz. Um, it's exciting. The whole stable's pretty excited about him. Obviously, he's a bit of a stable star. And um, for me, yeah, it is. It's it's exciting. Uh, I didn't. If you had told me we would get, we'll be going to a Saturday race in Brisbane with him, or when he first arrived, I would have probably laughed. But uh, yeah, it is exciting. Um, I probably don't get too carried away. I, I still, a big focus is on him behaving and doing everything right mm. um, for me. So, but yeah, definitely a big. Uh, it'll be a big buzz. I'll have um, a few of the family are down as well. I've got my brother's thirtieth on Saturday, so it'll be good. There'll be a few of us at the races, and yeah, it'll be very exciting. So is it a little bit, uh, can I ask, heart-in-the-mouth stuff for you until he's in the gates and those gates open and he jumps out? Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> these, these these sort of horses, they just, they find little ways. They're very good at and that's why they end up here. They're so good at, um, they learn a bad habit a lot quicker than they'll learn a good habit. So, <laughs> they, yeah, it, it's it's heart-in-mouth stuff until he's in the, in the barrier. It yeah. is literally every time and then, and then it's it's then you can relax. I mean, your job's done to an extent. Not not so much now because he's won three on the trot. Like he's probably expected to win um, a bit more often than not now. But um, for me, yeah, once he's in the barriers, it's a massive relief <laughs> because that's that's what he was sent here for. Yeah, now you said you don't get too far ahead of yourself, but if he does everything right in this race on Saturday, do you expect him to win? Yes, I think he. I think he will be extremely hard to beat if he does everything right. Okay. And does he have any traits though in the mounting yard, going out to the track, where you think, oh, he might be having a bit of a think here, or he's on song? Because you obviously work so closely with this horse yourself and your staff. You you must know him like the back of your hand. Does he have any set traits where you go to the races and you think, oh, I'm a little bit worried, or I think you know he's on. He's on. He's right. He's comfortable. He's yeah. In good headspace. I guess before his last start, when he when he he um, broke the class record, he was definitely a lot more confident around the mm. stables and a lot more um, well within himself. The first two times, he was probably a, it seemed a lot more relaxed, just a lot more dull. Uh, so whether it's confidence, I'm not sure, but he was he was feeling extremely well before his last start and. Uh, we started to see a few little different things about him um, that we hadn't seen before, which was, you know, you sort of um and ah and say, oh, I'm not sure if this is a good thing uh, or not. But looking back, obviously, we hope we see that every time. 
But yeah, um, yeah, he he does. Yeah, he's got a he has got a few little traits. I mean, he's early. Well, his first start, Anthony actually fell off him on the way to the barriers, and thank God he he hung on to them because he, if he gets away there, you know, we're we're back at the trials again for something completely away from his barrier. Yeah. You know, so yeah, um, yeah, he's still he's still putting it all together, and um, those yeah, like I said, he, he's all, he, he's a thinker. He's forever thinking, and it's probably our job to just stay a little bit a step ahead of him when we can. You're not thinking past this race either, but. What's on the radar for him? Do you, have you ever thought about that or has the ownership got yeah, a plan so, or what they think he can do or what he uh, could do or where he could go? Yeah, we haven't we haven't looked too far ahead. I've done a little bit of um, scouting forward. Um, there's, we're probably just still going to work on getting his rating up a little bit more. Um, there's another nice 1350 at Doombin in about three weeks' time. I mean, if he was to come out and win... Um, I think it's an 85. We'd probably look to go there. Mm. Um, but to, to answer your question, we don't. We haven't looked too far forward with him because some, we, we're so used to these horses being a um, sort of a race by race prospect with with their with their barrier manners and that sort of thing. Sure. So, and you know, we hope it all goes well this weekend. And 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 look also just the, the Jake Capewell story. So, your your main business and what you do is is you break horses, correct? Yes, that's right. So we've got a breaking in and pre-training business. We've also got a spelling farm. Um, basically, we're, we're the one-stop shop. We we can break your horses in. Um, we spell them, then we'll bring them back in, educate them, send them down to you, whether it be Eagle Farm or Sydney or Toowoomba or out west, wherever it may be. Um, when your horse has had enough, we'll come and get it and bring it back for a mm. spell. Um, then we bring it back through as a pre-trainer and, and, and sort of the circle goes around. That's, that's, the, um, that's our main goal. That's, that's our main focus and main business. Um, okay. And then obviously the training, it, like I, yeah, I've mentioned before, it is definitely on the way up. Um, we're putting more and more focus into it and um, it's a good challenge and we enjoy it. In what seems like a short time that you've been in, in this game, you've forged a, a formidable reputation. So right from Tony Gollan to local trainers to you name it, they, they talk about Jake Catewell as being you know, one of the absolute best in the business when it comes to breaking horses, pre-training and, and things like that. So but it, it must be an incredible journey to look back of where you've come from to, to now some of the horses that you must have come through your stable, some of the trainers that you're, you're sending horses back to and some of the owners that, that are sending horses here to you to, to prepare them for, for the next phase of their career. Uh, yeah, it, it's oh, well. I mean, I suppose the word's humbling. It's it's quite humbling to have trainers like that give you feedback and and comments like that. Um, we never want to take it for granted to be, you know, to get that support from any of the trainers. So we try and work in close with them, fit them in. Um, yeah, we have good relationships with them all, and we're very grateful for the support we get from them. Mm. Who are some of the, the the trainers that you do do work with on a regular basis? I mentioned Tony, obviously, is one of your great supporters. Yeah, so Tony Tony's a, obviously our, our our main supporter. He's got he's got a very big number of horses, and he's been great for us. We're very grateful for him um, for the support. Um, you know, local guys Michael Nolan, Kevin Kemp, um, Craig Smith out at Roma. He's a big supporter. Um, look, yeah, I don't want to be rude and leave anyone off, but yeah, there's there's some really 
I mean, we're, we're very appreciative of the people that do support us, and mm. um, we sort of we try and work as closely as we can with them, and um, try and turn out the best product we can, and help them out where we can, um, whether it be you know horses that are they're having trouble with, or um, you know whatever it might be. Um, and yeah, like I said, we're, we're we're very humbled to get the support that we do from from those. Um, sort of really well-renowned trainers that yeah. they are. Whether it be through local trainers here, local trainers as in Queensland wide, you know, obviously your association going back with, with the Brett Kavanagh stable, this might be a hard question or like trying to pick your favourite child, but what's the best horse you put your hands across? Um, the best horse, yeah, that's a bit of a, a, bit of a hard one. Obviously, <laughs> we, we, had, we, had, uh, we had quite a bit to do with the Monster, Yep. Through Brett, uh, he was he was good. He was a very quirky horse, but he was good. Um, if you go into breakers and pre-trainers, Tony's had some really nice ones. Isotope, um, well, probably Isotope's probably the name when it comes to hand. <laughs> Zoo Style was exceptional when he's at his best. Um, well, and hopefully Sir Warris working his way towards somewhere there as well. Yeah, he's working his way towards that. Certainly, that's for sure. And then, and then, as you said, the the training side of it. So that that's something as well. Do you do you want to do more of that for yourself? Yeah, we definitely do. Um, I I didn't. I never wanted to put too much of a focus on it because I wanted to make sure that, um, and we still do want to make sure that our clients are getting the best service they can. And um, so that is definitely still our main focus, but. We're a lot better set up now with staff, and we've got the farm. We're, we're sort of we're very established in the breaking in and pre-training business, and um, we we have a lot more time and um, a lot more experience behind us to be able to focus a lot more on the racehorses as well, which is good. So yeah, we do want to want to expand that side of the business, um, but we're not in in any great rush um, yeah. at all. So. Um, still, the main focus is the education side of things. And Jake, I could talk to you all day, and that's probably something you don't have time for. So I'll, I'll try and a couple of because I just want to ask you this because I think it's a it's, it's a fascinating story. It's, it's incredible to the the journey that you've been on and, and to see this horse, and, and then as I said, the backstory with yourself as well on that. But Cape Wells, a famous name, of course, throughout Charleville Way. So that's the background, that's the family background, and it's also uh, a pretty famous name when it comes to rugby league. Yes, it is. It is. Um, Kurt's obviously flying the flag fairly high there. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to get the keys to the city as well? Didn't you get the keys to the city the other day, Charleville? He got the, got the keys to the city. Um, he did, he did mention that it's not much use having a key because nothing gets locked in Charleville anyway. So, <laughs> um, but I guess he'll lend it to me if I if I need it. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah. No, look, he, he's um, obviously going really good with his football. We're getting back to Brisbane next year, which will be sensational. Uh, he's, he's sort of lived away for the best part of five years, and um, I'm sure he's glad to be coming back. Back to Queensland, but you still have that strong roots to to Charleville. That's home. That that that's always going to be the the place that that holds a, a close place in the heart for yourself and your family. Yes, it is. Mum and Dad are still at Charleville. They've got the tyre shop out there still, the Dunlop Super Dealer. Yeah. Um. So they're obviously very uh, tight knit still in the community. Um. I'd love to get out there a bit more often than I do. Um. But yeah, definitely Charleville's always always um, still home and. 
um, well, well, it's, you know, you, you see the way Kurt sort of one of the first things he did was head home to Charleville and yeah. enjoy a bit of time off, which, um, yeah, we, we sort of love to get back out there and we've got a lot of great family and friends still out there, which we um, probably wish we saw a lot more of, but um, it's quite enjoyable when we can get out there and see them. So do you expect a lot of Charleville will also be glued to the TV screens when uh, Sir Warwick goes around this afternoon through uh, through that Capewell name? Yeah, yeah, no, we've got, he's got a, he's got his own little bit of a following out there, which is oh, it's good to get get that sort of support. You get a few text messages here and there, and it's um, once again, it's like it's it's you don't expect that sort of. It's been pretty humbling, but um, yeah, it is good. He's got a following, and I, and I'm sure there'll be plenty. When he uh, glued to the screens at the RSL watching him go around. And let's hope that he can get the job done, not only for them, but for yourself as well. Jake, uh, thanks so much for giving us some of your, your time. As I said, I think it's great to have a chat to you and learn more about what you do and, and, and also just, as I said, little things that we all sit there and we, we watch races and we maybe complain when a horse does something or we lose our five or ten bucks. But I don't think anyone can really understand the amount of work, the amount of time, the amount of patience, the, you know, the, probably the bumps and bruises along along the way, and that's both uh, literally and also from an ego point of view, as you said, when you're trying to work with a horse, which people don't understand the amount of time and effort that goes into uh, to a racehorse getting to the races, getting out the barriers, and getting around in one piece. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's there's a hell of a lot of work that goes on in the background. We're lucky to have a great team behind us. Um, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, as as you'd say, but um, oh yeah, it, it makes it worthwhile Saturday. But look, we don't lose sight of the team we've got and and the amount of work that does go into into having a, um, a sort of set up like this. Absolutely. Well, Jake, all the best with Sir Warwick and, and, and everything. I'm sure where we're going to hear a lot more of you as well. So, and again, thanks so much for giving us your time on the program. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea.